The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Hi, this is Tom Sone with a drive-by episode of The Anonymous Landlord. And today, I've got a quick tip for landlords when it comes to rent and the amount of rent that you should charge versus the amount of rent that you will lose. So I see so many landlords put their properties on the market for just a little bit too expensive and it might be just 25 quid too much. We're not talking big numbers here because generally speaking rent valuations are quite easy to do even if you don't use a letting agent it's quite easy to to calculate a um a rent valuation right so what i see a lot of landlords do is try and squeeze a little bit too much and again i mean it a little bit so for an example if your property is worth 875 quid per month the temptation is to put it on the market for 900 per month and I can understand, you know, obviously you want to try and make as much profit as possible and you want to try and generate as much income as possible. Of course you do. So you put it on the market for 900, 25 quid too expensive and you haven't done your due diligence. And I'll tell you about that in a second. And you're just a little bit too high in comparison to the other properties on the market. So you end up having an empty property for a couple of months. So let's think of it like this. If your property is empty for say two months, then that means you've just lost about, I don't know what, 1800 quid, 1750 quid? 1750 quid for the sake of trying to increase your rent by 25 quid. Now, the common mistake is that a lot of landlords feel that if they put it on the market or if they accept a lower rent straight away, then they're gonna miss out on that extra income forever. But that's just not right. Actually, you can drop it down to 850 and then increase it at your first rent review. And if you do that properly, then you could actually save your property from being empty for a couple of months. So rather than it being empty for two months, you can just accept 25 quid less or 50 quid less per month for a couple of years and then increase it anyway. So really, what are you losing? You're you're not actually losing anything as long as you keep your eye on the rent values. So I see, like I say, I see a lot of landlords uh, sacrifice income because of fear that if they accept 875 instead of 900 or even 850 instead of 900, then that's going to be the rent from there on. And they're not going to be able to change that. But that's kind of what I wanted to tell you, is that you can change it. The important thing is to generate income, to get someone into that property, using the property and paying for it. And then you can start optimizing that profit in the future. Now, let me just 
back this up by saying I'm not telling you all to go and accept low offers on rent, right? There is an element of due diligence that you need to do to make sure you're getting the right rent and then you allow yourself a little bit of margin, a little margin for error, if you like. It's just like the sales market, isn't it? You put a property on the market for 200,000, knowing in your mind that you'd accept anything above 190. Um, so it's the same with renting. But renting is much more difficult to get right, or the rental values. So in this same instance, you put it on the market for 900, you don't get anyone looking at it for, for a month, then you drop it down to 875, then you get someone interested, then they've got to go through that whole process. So you end up with an empty property for two months, and like I said earlier on, you've just lost all that money. You can prevent that by doing some due diligence. Now, the first thing I'd like you to do if you're gonna put a property on the market for rent is, of course, check out the competition. Which properties are competing with yours? And there's an obvious and simple way to do it. Put yourself in the tenant's shoes, and if you're looking to rent your property out somewhere in the region of 850 to 900, that's the area that you're looking at, have a search and have a look to see what a tenant could buy, or sorry, what a tenant could rent with the same budget. So if you put a three bedroom house, for an example, up to 900 quid within a half mile radius, then hopefully you'll see a nice list of a decent number of properties. And have a look, I mean, I use a spreadsheet, so I then put all of the, the rent values into a calculation which shows me the average, and then I set my rent price accordingly. So if you can see that there's loads of properties at 875, there's a couple at 850, but there's none at 900, I mean, using very rough examples here, then you know if you put your property on the market at 900, it will be the most expensive in that category and in that price range. So you have to work out how you want to do it. Do you want to take a gamble for an extra 25 quid and be the most expensive property on the market? Or do you just want to get it rented, get the profit coming in, get the money coming in, get it rented out? Well, that's what I would do. I'm all about safety and security, low risk and profit. That's what I'm all about. Other people are more about taking a punt, taking a gamble, trying to go for that extra profit, squeeze the, squeeze the juice, as they say. So that's the first thing to check. Check out the competition. Where is your property gonna be positioned in amongst your comp competition market? So again, going back to the competition, if there are, let's say, 20 other three bedroom houses similar to yours in the same price category, and you price yourself out of that market, then the other, the other 20 or the other 19 are gonna get rented out first before yours. That means you wait, that means you lose, that means you lose money. And it's not even a monthly thing. Your property could be on the market for an extra week and you still lose a week's worth of rent. So yeah, have a look at the competition to see whereabouts your property will be positioned. The next thing to do, once you've got that big list in front of you of all those properties in your category, go into filters and select include let agreed. Now it's gonna show you how popular that area is and how quickly those properties rent out. So for an example, if you can see that there are 20 properties on the market for let at the moment, and there are also 20 properties let agreed, you know this is a fairly active market. And 
then you can be a bit more confident of going, putting your property on the market in a certain price category. Again, I don't normally recommend going at the top end of the price category. Personally, I'm like I say, I'm more interested in safe and secure, um, reliable, low risk, and profit. But you know what? If you can see that it's a highly active market, you might decide rather than 875, you might go 890, right? Certainly don't go to the top of that category. Unless you, by the way, unless you've got the tip top, most pristine, prestigious premium property in that category, then by all means go for a bit more money. But the golden rule is to put yourself in the tenant's shoes and work out for yourself, what can this tenant, what can my target tenant buy for the same money? Oh, sorry, rent for the same money. It's actually the sale, the same in the sales market. That's why I keep saying buy, because in the sales market, you'll do the same thing. You'll have a look and see what can buyers buy for the same price bracket that they're, that I'm looking to achieve. So yeah, check out the competition. You can also have a look at the sales market and you can normally make a direct correlation between how active the sale market is and how active the lettings market is because there's always a good um, link, if you like, between the two markets. So yeah, don't forget that. Uh, try not to squeeze the juice too much because you'll end up with an empty property for two months. And if you work that out for uh, as your true yield over, let's say, the next 10 years and you leave that property empty, then you'd have lost a decent chunk of money. And that decent chunk of money could have paid your mortgage for a few months, or it could have got your gas safeties covered for the next few months, a few years, you know? So um, anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Little tip for landlords about not losing money on the rent and pricing the property for rent properly. I hope that helps. Speak to you all soon. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sone on any social media, or just email me, tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message, I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast, and remember... Being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat and grow.